Hey there, you're listening to the How To School for Health Coaches. I'm Julia Sarver, and I created this podcast for health coaches who know they want more. Listen, I've been where you are, excited about building something special, but not sure how to actually make it happen. That's what this podcast is all about, showing you the step-by-step process for launching and growing your thriving coaching practice. It's time to tap into your potential. Let's get into the episode. Hello there, and welcome back to the How To School for Health Coaches. When I first started this podcast, I wanted to create a nuts and bolts type of conversation here on how to help you build a life and a business that you really and truly love. And that's why so many of the episodes so far are about how to find clients, how to actually make a consistent income, and what to do to grow your email list. But sometimes there are things we need to learn how to do that are a little less step-by-step and a little more put on your big girl panties and then deal with the things that you might be avoiding. This is one of those episodes. Today, I want to talk with you about having hard conversations, because let's be honest, it's not like this was a class we all had to take in high school, even though I think we all should be taking a class like this. Most of us are taught to avoid conflict. So when we have a conflict in our business, our instinct might be to freeze or to panic or to yell or to cry. Trust me, I've done all those things. That's why this is important, because you can bet your green smoothie that there will be times in your business when you need to have a hard conversation that you don't really want to have. For example, a client might email you to say they want a refund, or a client might say they've changed their mind about working with you after your initial consultation. You might have a client publicly blast you, saying the program doesn't work. Or you might have to address a team member's subpar work and find out what's really going on with them. These are all hard conversations that I've had to have, and as you continue your journey as the CEO of your business, you'll find yourself navigating challenging situations like these more and more. So here's how I handle them. First, I always check my own ego. If I'm triggered or angry or upset or even just tired, I take a breath and I usually walk away from my desk. I never want to respond in anger, even though I might have angry or frustrated feelings in the moment. For example, I once had a client send me a very angry email about my detox program. At the time, I was running my five-day whole foods-based detox every quarter and my clients were loving them. They were getting such great results. I had never gotten an email from a client who didn't like the program. And frankly, I was stunned. And I also wasn't sure I deserved the amount of anger she had sent to me. I could feel the anxiety in my body as I was reading her email. So I stepped away from my desk and I went for a walk. When I came back, I took a few deep breaths and I read it again. It was clear that although she was angry, it really wasn't about me. I thought about what I would want to hear in response if I had sent an email like that. So here's what I did. I replied and I said, I'm sorry to hear you didn't have a good experience with your detox. I've already refunded your money because I don't want you to pay for a program that didn't work for you. If you don't mind, would you tell me what didn't work? I'm always trying to get better at this work. I hit send and then I went on with my day, but imagine the butterflies in my stomach when I saw she had replied the next morning. 
I opened the email, bracing myself for more virtual yelling. Instead, what she wrote surprised me. She apologized for taking out her anger on me. She let me know she was a night nurse and that she struggled with making sure she was eating enough on her overnight shifts. I wrote back again and I offered for her to come to the next detox as my guest, and I promised that we would work together to make it easier for her. Listener, she became one of my biggest fans. She bought every program I offered, she came to every detox, and she often brought her friends and family to my programs too. So as you can see, just taking a moment to calm down and remove my own emotions from the situation allowed me to craft a compassionate response that ended up getting me a client for life. Another thing I make sure to do with hard conversations is that I get really clear on what's mine in the conversation. I ask myself, what was my role here? Was I unclear? Did I let the person down? I have had clients email to say, hey, you promised you'd be sending this to your Detox Done community and I haven't seen it yet. And in that case, I absolutely need to own my part and acknowledge that yes, I did promise that and I dropped the ball. When things like this happen, that's exactly what I say in my reply. Something along the lines of, hey there, thank you so much for your message. You're right. I dropped the ball on this. I'm sorry. Here's what I'm going to do to make it right. And then I make sure to do whatever it is that makes it right. I think it's really important to model to our clients, families, friends, and basically everyone that we are all human and mistakes happen. And this is what happens every time when email, people email me back after my message. They usually say, oh, no worries. It's okay. It's actually nice to know that you're human too. The third thing I do to make sure I'm grounded in my hard conversations is to approach them with compassion. I've had clients join my Detox Done program and then post a comment in our group about how the program didn't work. Now, literally hundreds of health coaches have purchased Detox Done and have successfully launched their first detox with the program. We include exact instructions inside Detox Done on how to launch and enroll your first detox, even if you don't have a list. I am 100% confident that the program works if you do the work. And that's always where the problem lies. I know that the client has not actually done the work if they're saying that the program isn't working. I'm willing to bet that you're going to deal with something similar at some point if you haven't yet. And when this happens, I make sure to reply in the Facebook group with something like, Hi there, I'm sorry to hear that you're frustrated. Do you mind telling me what you've already tried so I can help you troubleshoot? When I do that, what happens is that people come back and say, well, actually, now that I think about it, I really haven't tried as much as I could have. I'm just feeling disappointed. From that place, I'm happy to provide support once people have acknowledged their role in the things not working too. So trust me, I get that it's way easier to place blame on other people. It's way easier just to say, oh, this program didn't work, or or I could just say, what a rude client. But that's just not how I do things. That's not how I engage with people. I do want people to be successful in my programs. And I also know that if they're frustrated, it's usually because they just need a little extra help. What about when someone says they want to work with you in an initial conversation, but then they change their mind? That can be frustrating. So I've been there. That probably has happened to you too. And if it hasn't happened yet, it likely will at some point. And I usually just go back to that person and say, 
Thank you for messaging me. I respect your decision. I'm wondering if you would be willing to share with me what changed your mind. I'm committed to my own growth as a business owner, and it would mean a lot if you could tell me your thought process. So as you can see, this is an attempt to understand what's going on with the person and where they ended up butting up against an obstacle that they can't get past. They might not end up working with you right now, but when you send a message like this, they learn that you are a person they can trust. You're not just trying to make a sale. And you'll learn where you can do a better job of explaining the value and benefits of working with you. Even though it can sting to have someone change their mind, this is my favorite way of addressing it. And that, again, brings in that angle of compassion. It reminds us to be compassionate because, of course, our clients and our potential clients They're real people with their own problems and their own challenges and their own lives. So that's why compassion is the third thing that I bring to hard conversations. The fourth and final idea I want to share with you in having hard conversations is to make sure that I am remaining true to myself and to my values in these discussions. That's why I want to tell you I had a hard conversation with my own community last week. I've been watching a lot of people in the health and wellness industry spreading misinformation about masks and vaccines, and I had to say something. So I sent an email to my list of thousands of health and wellness coaches, letting them all know that I am fully vaccinated against COVID-19, and I'm grateful for it too. Believe me when I say this was one of the most difficult emails I've ever written. It took me over a month to craft it, and I worked with not one, but two business coaches to help me create a message that was as clear as possible about my stance on this issue. I will be honest, I was very, very worried about what would happen when I hit send. It's such a controversial issue, particularly in the health and wellness space. And since I'm the sole income earner for my family, I knew that there was a potential that I would lose clients and income from taking a stance like that. So my husband and I had multiple conversations about whether this was something that I should do. But we both agreed that this issue was so big for me that I really didn't feel like I had a choice. What ended up happening was a massive outpouring of support. When I went to check my inbox, there were over 50 thankful and supportive messages There were two people who disagreed with me, but congratulated me on taking a stand. There were a couple of people who didn't love that I had sent that email, but it was definitely the minority. And that was it. I mean, that was it. I really was worried that I was going to have much more pushback from what felt like to me a very difficult conversation. And I have to tell you, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that the thought of sending this email and standing up for something that was important for me took a lot of my intention over the past few weeks. I knew in my bones that I had to take a stand for what I believed in, even if it meant I would lose clients, followers, and income. And even before I sent the email, I was completely at peace with this decision. I just knew it was the right thing to do. That's because I know that if I want to be a thought leader and someone you can trust, I need to be able to speak out about the things that are most important to me. And I'm here to tell you that the more that you can speak your truth and the more you can share who you really are and what you really believe, the more people will trust you. Again, hard conversations are going to come up for you, both in your business life and in your personal life. 
That's why I recorded this episode today, so that you have a few tips and tools for handling them. So again, here are the four things that I focus on when I'm having hard conversations. One, I always check my own ego. If I'm triggered or angry or upset or tired, I take a breath and I walk away. Two, I make sure that I am clear on what's mine. What's my ownership? What's the mistake I made? What role did I play? Where do I need to apologize if I need to apologize? So I just really pay attention to what is my part of this situation. The third thing I do to make sure I'm grounded in my hard conversations is to approach them with compassion. I remember that the person on the other end of the email or the other end of the conversation is just that, a person. They have their own life, their own feelings, their own experiences. The fourth and final idea I want to share with you in having hard conversations is to make sure that I'm remaining true to myself and my values in these discussions. That is something that has been such a good learning for me because even with this hard conversation that happened just last week, I'm feeling so much lighter. I feel so much better and I feel like I can show up as my whole self now, and that is feeling amazing. So I hope this episode was helpful for you so that when hard conversations come up, you have a better idea of how to proceed. And trust me, I am not perfect. So even though I have these ideals that I hold close, I sometimes screw it up. Remember to extend grace and compassion and love to yourself too. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. So come find me on Facebook and on Instagram at The Confident Health Coach and let me know your thoughts. Or if you want my feedback on a hard conversation you're having, send it to me via direct message on Facebook or on Instagram too. Again, my handle on both is The Confident Health Coach. And I also just want to make sure you know about a free guide I've created that's just for health coaches. It's called 21 Ideas for Finding Health Coaching Clients, and you can download your free copy at theconfidenthealthcoach.com slash 21 ideas. And if you liked this episode, be sure to like, follow, subscribe, rate, and review, and send it to your health coach friends who need help with hard conversations too. I will be back again next week. Bye for now.